0: Easy to hear the scribes question to Jesus as the worst kind of obsessive rule loving. Jesus, what's the best commandment? What's your favorite rule? Which rule do you like following the best? In that line of thinking, we might also see God as some kind of celestial traffic camera. He's just waiting to catch us unawares and then mail us a nice little ticket. It seems like God is saying, you better love me or else. How does it make sense for God to command us to love him? Does love make rules? Do husbands and wives make rules for each other? You better love me. Does love Ever command the answer lies here only love can command love anything else is coercive but in the Gospels throughout all of Revelation God love himself is the one who commands love what's happening here is a command is becoming an invitation and an answer to a question God loves first. And then we ask, what do we do? How do we respond? You shall love the Lord your God with everything that you have. That's the command. And we human critters can only love because God gives us the love to love him with. He gives us the ability. He gives us his own love to love him back. If that's what's behind the commandment, we can still ask the question, why? Why this emphasis on the commandment of love? Commandments express God's wisdom, certainly. They also express his mercy, Because they're showing us something that we couldn't otherwise know. We couldn't know the way to life. We couldn't know the God who reveals himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We couldn't know the way into that. The command is like a window into the life of the Trinity. And this Sunday, that's what we're looking through. We're looking through this window of the commandment at God himself. Charity, then, is a command, but it's also a virtue. Why is that? It's a virtue because God doesn't want us to have sporadic, now and again experiences of himself. A virtue gives us a firm and stable way of knowing and loving God of receiving him constantly and then of giving ourselves freely and completely in return not from time to time a habit of virtue is constant the big clue in the gospel then is when we get this litany you shall love the Lord your God okay With all your mind, your heart, your soul, your strength. God doesn't want just a part of us. He's not speaking to just the most spiritual part of us, the Sunday part of us, the religious part. He's speaking to every particle of who we are. It's all meant to be engaged. It's meant to be set in motion, God isn't the traffic camera because if the Christian life is a highway, there's only a minimum speed limit. God is only worried about us loving too little, not too much. He wants us to love as strongly as we can, to go as fast as we can towards him. That's what the Christian life is about. That's why we can hear in the opening prayer that we prayed after the Gloria, these words, Almighty and merciful God, by whose gift your faithful offer you right and praiseworthy service, grant, we pray, that we may hasten without stumbling to receive the things you have promised. To hasten, the love of God makes us move with speed and energy if if God loved us into existence and saved us only out of his love if he pours his love into our hearts then we don't go on autopilot we're involved it's us it remains the human will our will my will, your will That's what we love God with. God isn't loving himself through us. We're loving God. It has to be really us and really God in this relationship. We're hastening towards him then. He's the one giving us the strength, the power, the fuel. He's accelerating us towards him. And at the same time, this is something that we could never do on our own. It has to be God turning the key in the ignition, getting us on our way. But what about obstacles? There's the danger that if we go too fast, we might miss something. We'll make mistakes. That's why we prayed, let us hasten without stumbling. I've been seeing around D.C. a lot of these little skip scooters and like these gaggles of tourists going like, it seems like 30 miles an hour down the sidewalks. And the fascinating thing about the skip scooters is that for people that have never been on them, it's very amusing to watch. Because you actually have to get going in order to stay upright. But that's the thing, you have to get going. So you watch people try to like take a running start and jump on the scooter, that doesn't go so well. It's also like riding a bike. You're going to fall off if you go too slow. It's going to topple right over. How is it then that we stay upright in the Christian life? How is it that we don't stumble? We stay upright if we allow the power of God to keep us moving. The moment we start to slow down and worry, avoiding the potholes... That's when we lose the speed, we fall over. We lose trust in God's love for us. The Christian life isn't like walking down the sidewalk and trying to avoid the cracks, trying to avoid sin. The Christian life is so much more than avoiding sin. The Christian life is about loving God with mind, soul, heart, strength. Every last fiber. That's how we stay upright. Of course, if we love God, we will avoid sin. Because we don't want anything to come between us and God. If it keeps us moving and keeps us from stumbling, love also, because it includes a desire for God, It seeks something particular. Think again of the tourists on scooters. They do have a mission, even if it takes them a while to find where they're going. They're looking for a particular goal. Love seeks a goal. What are we about? Where are we headed? Where are we hastening? Where are our eyes fixed? Our eyes Look to the Lord. The eyes of the Christian are always on the Lord Jesus. But ultimately, we're not looking towards just an endless life, sort of colorless eternity. We're looking for God himself. And we can be reminded in a season like this, when the trees are all sorts of beautiful colors, we can think the beauty of creation is just the tiniest sliver of the beauty of God. Driving in on the GW Parkway with all these trees in red and yellow, that's the sort of thing that should turn the mind to God and say, if this is only a reflection, what is God like himself? If human love is a beautiful thing, what about divine love? What about the courage and sacrifice in human relationships? How about the courage and sacrifice that led Jesus to suffer for us, to rise? What we're headed towards is not a colorless eternity. It's an eternity that's illuminated far more than the trees in the fall. It's illuminated by the love of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's what we're headed towards, that we hasten towards without stumbling to receive the things promised, to receive God himself. My friends, this is what we're about as Christians, that divine charity is in us, it draws us to run in confidence to the Lord with hands outstretched, seeking God himself.